Compass Media Networks. This is America's First News. This morning, with your host, Gordon Deal. Santos avoids expulsion. Good morning, I'm Gordon Deal, along with Jennifer Koshenka on this Thursday, November 2nd. Glad you could be with us. Here's what we have for you this hour. House Republicans failed to get the two-thirds majority needed to throw out New York Congressman George Santos for his resume lies and legal problems. More foreigners are preparing to leave Gaza today. Hundreds of U.S. citizens trapped there are awaiting evacuation into Egypt. In sports, the Texas Rangers have won their first World Series and legendary Indiana basketball coach Bob Knight has died at 83. And what happened when Orange County schools in Florida banned cell phones for the entire day. Parents, I spoke to both on the left and the right and in the middle, everybody thought banning phones during class time was a great thing. They want their kids to concentrate on their studies and to talk to each other and to collaborate and to learn. Natasha Singer at the New York Times on what students do when they don't have their phones during the school day. President Biden believes there should be a pause in the Israel-Gaza conflict to get the hostages out. He made the comment yesterday when he was interrupted by a heckler at a campaign fundraiser in Minnesota, according to a pool report from the event. Meanwhile, more foreigners prepared to leave the Gaza Strip today. At least 320 foreign citizens on an initial list of 500 as well as dozens of severely injured Gazans, crossed into Egypt yesterday under a deal between Israel, Egypt, and Hamas. An update from the president. American citizens are able to exit today as part of the first group of probably over a 1,000. We'll see more of this process going on in the coming days. Also, the Hamas-run government says at least 195 Palestinians died in Israeli attacks on a congested district on the outskirts of Gaza City. Strikes that Israel say took out Hamas commanders in its tunnel network. Israel is retaliating for terrorist attacks carried out by Hamas last month that killed 1,400 Israelis, mostly civilians, and took more than 200 hostages. House lawmakers have failed to expel New York Republican George Santos, who made up aspects of his resume in running for office and faces federal campaign fraud charges. The vote was well short of the two-thirds threshold needed. Nineteen lawmakers voted present. Nearly two dozen more were absent. Reaction from Mr. Santos. This is a victory for the process. Due process won today, not George Santos. Expelling Mr. Santos would cut into the Republicans' narrow majority, and some lawmakers have said any such move should wait until after his criminal case is resolved or the House Ethics Committee has completed its probe, but not fellow New York Republican Anthony D'Esposito. It is in the best interest of the constituents of New York 3 and all Americans that he is expelled from the House of Representatives. His resume fabrications range from his employment at Wall Street banks to his family's connection to events like the Holocaust. New York federal prosecutors have charged him with scamming political donors and illegally receiving unemployment benefits. Alabama Senator Tommy Tuberville is under renewed and public pressure from fellow Republicans to release his hold on hundreds of military promotions. Last night in a dramatic showdown, a group of Republicans, most of whom have military backgrounds, tried to confirm dozens of those promotions one by one by voice vote as growing GOP anger with Mr. Tuberville's hold spilled out into public view after months of private entreaties. Alaska Senator Dan Sullivan, a former active duty Marine, says our adversaries are watching. They're loving it. 
How dumb can we be, man? At least 378 generals and admirals are blocked by the hold, which began in February. Senator Tuberville has vowed not to let the chamber fast-track their confirmations, as is traditionally done, until the Pentagon ends its policy of allowing troops to get reimbursed for travel and leave for reproductive health care, including abortion. He says the holds don't affect military uh, readiness. His critics disagree. Did you know traditional bed sheets harbor as much bacteria as a toilet seat? The germs in your sheets can cause acne, allergies, stuffy noses, and other gross ailments. Fears, though, that you can put to bed with Miracle Made bed sheets. Miracle Made uses silver infused fabrics inspired by NASA that are thermoregulating to keep you at a perfect temperature all night. Miracle Made is self cleaning, self cooling, luxurious, eco friendly bedding designed to protect your skin for more restorative rest. My wife and I love them. Now, my listeners can have a clean night's sleep while saving over 40% and sleep cool all summer and warm all winter. The website, trymiracle.com slash Gordon. Claim your free three-piece towel set and save over 40% at checkout. Miracle-made products are backed with a 30-day money-back guarantee. Again, the website, trymiracle.com slash Gordon. trymiracle.com slash Gordon to save big. You can sleep cool, comfy, and clean. Miracle-made bedding, NASA-inspired for out-of-this-world comfort. Sleep clean with Miracle. Thanks for being with us. If you've missed anything, be sure to check out a podcast of today's show. It's available every day on the This Morning with Gordon Deal app, plus wherever you get your podcasts. House Democrats will face a tough vote this week when Republicans, led by new House Speaker Mike Johnson, consider a $14.3 billion Israel aid bill that includes cuts to IRS funding to pay for the package, but no assistance to Ukraine. Is this a political trap Here's Michael Schnell, congressional reporter at The Hill. Michael, what's being said? Well, look, Gordon, that's basically what Democrats are saying the situation is. Look, uh, we knew that this Israel aid bill was going to be coming from House Republicans. And I'll note, first off, the fact that it's a standalone Israel has already generated criticism among some Democrats, even some Republicans on the Senate side, who have said that Israel aid needs to move conge- uh, at it needs to move at the same time within the same piece of legislation as aid for Ukraine. But setting that aside for just one moment, uh, look, this Israel aid bill, $14.3 billion for Israel, it includes offsets. And essentially what that is, is spending cuts elsewhere and that with that funding going towards paying for this foreign aid. So these specific offsets come from our spending cuts to IRS funding, but it's specifically a part of that uh, cutting from that funding boost that the IRS received under the Democrats' marquee spending bill, the Inflation Reduction Act, that was enacted into law last year. So essentially what some Democrats are saying is that this funding bill, this Israel aid bill from House Republicans, is asking Democrats to choose between supporting the embattled ally, Israel, that's right now you know, in a war with Hamas, or vote against it, which would essentially be in favor of the IRS and protecting the IRS from those tax cuts. So essentially, Democrats are saying it's thrusting them into a no-win situation, and they are calling out Republicans for using foreign aid to an embattled ally as a political as a political weapon. Yeah, it's it's it's. I guess we could say it's politically clever here, um, but ultimately, it's it's kind of this bill is. I mean, it's dead on arrival in the Senate, and the the White House is certain to veto it. Uh, why why go through with it? Is it leverage? Is it a negotiating point? Well, I guess for starters, you know, on just on a, from a baseline idea, Republicans, of course, are always in favor of lowering the deficit and curbing federal spending. So that was an initial thought that any foreign aid that is 
passed by the House needs to be offset so we're not adding to the deficit. There's a catch there, Gordon. The CBO, the Congressional Budget Office, a nonpartisan scoring uh, scoring agency, came out and said that this bill would actually add to the deficit. So, you know, on face value, the thought there would be, again, these offsets would help lower the deficit or would not add to the deficit. But at the end of the day, it's not actually achieving that goal. We're speaking with Michael Schnell, congressional reporter at The Hill. Her story is called GOP Sets Political Trap for Democrats with Israel Bill. All right, so what about then the, 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 whole, the, the possibility here of tying aid to Israel with aid to Ukraine? Because that's, yeah, that's, that's the crux of this. That's what a lot of this hinges on. And look, it's, it's going to be really tough in the House. In the Senate, you definitely have a better chance of that. So just to back up a step. The White House last month unveiled a roughly $100 billion supplemental request that includes aid for Ukraine, aid for Israel, money for border security, and and aid for allies in the Indo-Pacific. Now, the Senate was moving along with that idea in mind. You know, Senate, uh, Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer has time and time again emphasized the need to move that full supplemental. Even Minority Leader Mitch McConnell has said that it is important for Israel and Ukraine aid to move at the same time. Uh, but in the House, it's a totally different story. There is this growing wing of Republicans who have become skeptical of sending more aid to Ukraine, of course, as it continues in a war against Russia. And I'll let you know, I'll, I'll note, you know, that it's a wing of the Republican Party that's growing and has actually become the majority of the conference. There was a vote a couple months ago on an amendment to, on, on a bill to send 300, uh, you know, some, I don't remember the exact figure, but some money to, to, to Ukraine. And more, the, the bill passed with Democratic support, but more Republicans voted against it than in favor of it. So the fear is, is that if Israel aid is able to get over the finish line without Ukraine funding, there's some real doubt that Ukraine funding will ever be able to make it over the finish line, which, of course, is a concern to a number of lawmakers, Democrats and Republicans who see supporting Ukraine against Russia as a real important priority of, of the United States. Thanks, Michael. Michael Schnell, congressional reporter at The Hill. 20 minutes after the hour on this morning, here's Jennifer Koshenka. And now, the three big things you need to know. Number one. Foreign nationals and wounded Palestinians crossed into Egypt from Gaza on Wednesday with more than 400 people, including some Americans, allowed to leave in a major diplomatic breakthrough. State Department spokesman Matthew Miller says U.S. officials have been in contact with about 400 Americans who want to leave. We want to make sure we can get U.S. citizens and their family members out as safely as possible. In the past 24 hours, we have informed U.S. citizens and their family and family members with whom we are in contact that they will be assigned specific departure dates. Several thousand foreigners, mainly of Palestinian heritage and including some five to six hundred Americans, are seeking to leave Gaza after nearly a month of siege and bombardment by Israeli forces. Number two. Republican senators last night angrily challenged Senator Tommy Tuberville on his blockade of almost 400 military officers taking over the Senate floor for more than four hours to call for individual confirmation votes after a months-long stalemate. The Alabama senator stood and objected to each nominee 61 times total. Meanwhile, Majority Leader Chuck Schumer says Democrats are aiming to sidestep Tuberville's blockade by allowing the Senate to vote on all the nominees at once. The situation at the Marine Corps is precisely the kind of avoidable emergency 
that Senator Tuberville has provoked through his reckless holds. The measure's not technically a rules change. It's a temporary process that would only be in effect through the end of next year. Number three. Bob Knight, the fiery basketball coach who won national championships at Indiana, but whose temper eventually cost him his most prominent job, has died at the age of 83. Knight was one of the most influential college basketball coaches ever. He won national championships at Indiana in 1976, 81, and 87, and was inducted into Basketball's Hall of Fame in 1991 while he was still coaching. In their 63rd season, Joe Davis on the call on Fox says the Rangers claim their first ever championship with a 5-0 victory over the Arizona Diamondbacks in last night's Game 5. After compiling just 90 victories and barely squeaking into the playoffs, the Rangers stormed to the title. They did it by winning an unprecedented 11 straight on the road, leaving the Rays, Orioles, and Astros in their wake. And under 500 during the regular season <laughs> on the road. So weird. Go figure. Thanks, Jen. The new hot section on the plane isn't at the very front. Not quite business class and definitely not coach. Premium economy cabins are hooking travelers willing to treat themselves to extra comfort for about double the price of a coach seat. Inside the cabin with Allison Poley, travel reporter at The Wall Street Journal. Allison, what is this? So this section of the plane is not exactly business class, but it's not coach either. And you might have seen it on a transatlantic flight. And it is a cabin that has various more comfortable seats and a different class of service, which means better food, in theory, (laughs) and also some extra amenities. Ooh, extra amenities like what? Like a better pillow, blanket, and also kits that can include a toothbrush and an eye mask and maybe even noise-canceling headphones. So these seats are on long-haul international flights um, and are becoming much more common. Mm. New Jersey to Florida. I'm not getting that. You might if you happen to get a plane that's used for a long-haul route and it's flown (laughs) on that, and then it would be an added bonus. Wow. All right. So I got pillows. I got these kits. Um, Am I getting a glass of red wine thrown in or no? Yes, you are. They include alcoholic beverages a lot of the time. All right. Let's uh, cut to the chase, though. What about cost here? They cost about double the main cabin seats if you're on a transatlantic route going to somewhere like Europe, for example. And they cost about half that of business class seats. So it's that in-between area. The prices range like they do for all types of flights, but passengers told me that they're seeing them anywhere from the low $1,000 range to the upper more than $2,000 range. Okay. Still significantly uh, less than business class. Exactly. Because you don't get a lie flat seat if you're in one of these cabins. Mm. We're speaking with Allison Poley, travel reporter at the Wall Street Journal. Her story is called Flyers Can't Get Enough of the Upper Middle Class Section of the Plane. These are for long haul flights, as she says. Uh, The names that are being used for this are what? They range, so it can be called Premium Plus, Premium Select, or Premium Economy. There are even more than that. (laughs) But they all apply to this special cabin, which has about 20 seats or possibly even more, depending on the type of aircraft that you're flying. Okay, and and are all the big-name carriers doing it? 
They are. So Delta, American, and United have these cabins, and they really introduced them to try to compete with other international airlines or foreign carriers that have had these types of cabins for a long time. So international travelers have probably seen these if they've been flying foreign carriers, but they are newer to the U.S. carriers. Who's the target customer here? One expert I spoke to called them the upper middle cabin for the upper middle class. So (laughs) they are leisure travelers who maybe want to pay for a bit of extra comfort. Or as one traveler told me, they want to pay for a tolerable experience rather Mm. than being treated like part of the herd of cattle in the main cabin. Thanks, Allison. Allison Poley, travel reporter at The Wall Street Journal. 30 minutes now after the hour on This Morning, America's First News. Hey there, Gordon Deal here, and everyone knows the best part of fall is the food. I found a new way to embrace the season. Hello Fresh Markets, limited time fall flavors. Let me tell you about their apple cider cake with caramel sauce. Man, so good. Are you looking for the perfect game night treat? Write this one down, barbecue pulled pork nachos. Speaking of which, I recently had the kids home from school, and HelloFresh not only saved me time, but made me look like a pro chef. Using farm fresh ingredients, you're going to get the flavors of fall in every bite. And trust me, you don't want to miss out on the mini pumpkin cheesecake. It's perfect for a me-time treat. Want to give it a shot? Go to HelloFresh.com slash 50Gordon and use code 50Gordon for 50% off plus free shipping. That's right, 50% off plus free shipping at HelloFresh.com slash 50Gordon with code 50Gordon. HelloFresh.com slash 50Gordon with code 50 Gordon. Expert insight, world-class reporting. You're listening to America's First News this morning with Gordon Deal. Thanks for joining us. Welcome into Thursday, November 2. Gordon Deal, Jennifer Koshenka, some of our top stories and headlines. More foreigners prepare to leave besieged Gaza after weeks of waiting. A first group was allowed to pass into Egypt yesterday. President Biden calls for a pause in fighting to allow more people out. Not enough votes to expel embattled New York Republican George Santos from the House. The Fed maintains its rate pause. Rangers beat the Diamondbacks to win the World Series in five games. Former Indiana basketball coach Bob Knight has died at 83. And how a school bus full of kids lifted the spirits of a man with cancer. That story in about 20 minutes. This portion of the program is brought to you by Indeed. You don't need a job platform. You need a hiring partner. Indeed lets you schedule and conduct virtual interviews all from one place. Start at Indeed.com slash credit. In May, Florida passed a law requiring public school districts to impose rules barring student cell phone use during class time. This fall, Orange County Public Schools went even further, barring students from using cell phones during the entire school day. So what happened? Here's Natasha Singer, reporter at the New York Times. Natasha, what did you find? Well, what was super interesting is that Florida passed a law this summer requiring public schools in the state to ban students from using their phone during class time. But Orlando Public Schools this fall went even further and banned students from using their phones all day, not just during class time, but in lunch, in free periods, like even the five minutes when you're passing between one class and another, the students are not allowed to get out their phones. And so that's why we chose to go there because they went even further than the new state law required. Wow, and so what'd you find? It was really interesting. Um, The administrators were talking about how before the ban went into effect, 
students were using their phones all the time. Like the principal would try to greet students in the hall in the mornings and kids wouldn't look up from their devices. That teachers were saying that in a class, you know, if you had 20, 25 students, there would be at least several and sometimes more that just were constantly on their phones, scrolling through TikTok, sending text messages to their friends. The principal also said that students used messaging and social media apps to surreptitiously film their classmates mm. and post mean cyberbullying things. Oh, wow. And they said because of the phone ban, you know, these things have halted. I went to lunch and it's really interesting to see teens all sitting together in groups and nobody had a phone out they were all like looking at each other eye to eye face to face and talking and the school had set up pickleball courts at lunch so some kids now play pickleball and then there's other activities going on and students at lunch cannot take out their phones now and photograph their friends so the photography teacher was on hand it was homecoming and students were posing for the photography teacher who was then gonna put the images online so that students could see them and then they could post them to their social media accounts later in the day, but they can't get out their phones and take the photos themselves. Wow. What's, what's parent reaction been to this? So parents, you know, Florida has passed a series of public school laws that um, have been contentious, like um, restricting the teaching of gender identity and other things. And this law, it just not doesn't bar cell phones during class time. It also requires schools to block social media on school Wi-Fi and devices, and it requires schools to teach students how social media can manipulate them uh, or users in general. So parents, I spoke to both on the left and the right and in the middle, everybody thought banning phones during class time was a great thing. They want their kids to concentrate on their studies and to talk to each other and to collaborate and to learn. But both students and parents objected to the all-day ban. From the parents' point of view, we're at a moment in society, unfortunately, where there have been mass school shootings and other violence going on in schools. And parents want their kids, if there's an emergency, you know, if they're hiding under a desk, to be yeah. able to text them. Yeah. And students said they would feel more secure if they had their phones on them. Mm. Students also said that, you know, it's their property. And if they're doing well in school, they should be able to use their phone in their free time. They also said it actually affected the school day because like kids are used to taking out their phone to take a photo of their artwork in progress or to take a photo of their software engineering 3D printing thing or to check their schedules as they're running around the hallway. And of course, in many districts, students have laptops in class, but if you need your phone for something else, it's inconvenient and it changes the social dynamics. So I interviewed an eighth grader and she was talking about, right, she's in middle school, it's all new. She's trying to make friends. The friends can't put each other's phone numbers into their cell phones, so they have to write it down on little pieces of paper. Well, you just made a new friend and then you go home and you lost the piece of paper. And so then you have to ask them again the next day and that keeps happening. And, you know, that sounds silly. They're complaining about writing little things down on pieces yeah. of paper. But um, you can see how it would affect your interactions with fellow students. I guess uh, that was kind of like you just captured my life like in the 1980s. Right. <laughs> Thanks, Natasha. Natasha Singer, reporter at The New York Times. Aging is a journey that can gather some unwanted passengers, namely those senescent or zombie cells. 
Hi, it's Gordon Deal. And I used to feel that sluggish middle-age mood, those aches after workouts. I could practically feel those old cells just taking up space, bogging me down. Then I found Qualia Senolytic. Think of it as giving your body a little spring cleaning, pruning away the worn-out cells and letting the lively ones shine. And you only take it two days a month. Crafted with vegan, gluten-free, non-GMO ingredients. Plus, with a 100-day money-back guarantee, you've got a risk-free journey to rejuvenation. Resist aging at the cellular level. Try Qualia Senolytic. Go to neurohacker.com slash Gordon for up to $100 off and use code Gordon at checkout for an additional 15% off. That's neurohacker.com slash Gordon for an extra 15% off. Thanks to Neurohacker for sponsoring today's show. Neurohacker.com slash Gordon. Hey, Gletch with us. Welcome into Friday Eve. It is time now for the mic drop with this morning's Mike Gavin. Good morning. Well, you know, the holidays come fast and furious this time of year. We quickly turn the page on Halloween to find Christmas season ramping up everywhere. But first, there's Thanksgiving. And if you can't wait three weeks for your turkey and cranberry fix, you can try to mix it into your Friday pizza routine. DiGiorno announced that they are releasing their first ever Thanksgiving pizza. The limited time creation is made with turkey, creamy gravy sauce, diced sweet potatoes, potatoes, green beans and cranberries, and topped with mozzarella, cheddar cheese, and crispy onion topping. The company's marketing the Thanksgiving pizza as an easy way to enjoy a taste of the classic seasonal flavors at any time. They're releasing a limited number of the pies exclusively exclusively online every Wednesday from now till Thanksgiving. Each one costs $11.23. Hmm, okay. Uh, I, I do have an issue with, um, with you saying for people who can't wait yeah. Till the 23rd for your turkey. Right. Turkey's boring. Let's <laughs> let's just revisit that. I said turkey and cranberry. So I, I, I know. To throw that in there. I know, but you you yes. included turkey. Like nobody anticipates turkey. Like we anticipate the family get-togethers. Uh the the, the hors d'oeuvres like the deviled eggs, not the turkey. Like nobody ever says, "Hey, is the turkey ready? Nobody cares about turkey. Like it's boring. I don't know. I mean, they, they certainly talk a lot about the turkey. I, I know. Mean, whether just, or not we're looking forward to eating it or not, that is the centerpiece of the celebration is, generally. It's like the reverse of what happens with candy corn. People have ignored <laughs> candy corn. It's the best candy, but they hype turkey, and it's just not the best thing on the plate. It's not. See, now that the candy corn season is over, you can get on your on. on your turkey soapbox yeah. uh, once again full, uh, fully for the next three weeks and talk about how much you hate turkey. And sweet potatoes are just tryhards. Uh, I hate, just, well, I've never been a fan. Yeah, I just, I'm just indifferent. I'm like, you know, mashed potatoes, you yes. can do so much with them. Yes. Or a baked potato. Yes. Just sweet potatoes, just stay in your lane. Yes. You're, you're minor league. You're not major league. You don't belong at this table. <laughs> I agree. That I agree with. All right. But give me some turkey. And uh, we're sure that the Texas Rangers will be slow to wake up today, the morning after winning their first World Series title in team history. And while they surely partied the night away, there would be no pool party for the team, at least not at the stadium. After their opponent, the Arizona Diamondbacks, clinched their trip to the World Series, the team ran out to center field and jumped in the Chase Field pool located just over the outfield wall. Unfortunately, the visiting Rangers would be afforded no such celebratory plunge after beating the D-backs as about a dozen security guards were seen surrounding the pool after the final pitch. So instead of getting soaked with pool water, the team headed into the clubhouse and doused each other with champagne while Creed's hire blared over the mm. locker room speakers. Nice. Yeah. Uh, well, I, can see, I, I don't think the Texas Rangers would want 
to do that. I mean, they were definitely they looking out there. A couple oh, of them really? were looking out there, I oh, think. Wow. Like, I think when they were on the field, I think the Fox cameras were out there interviewing them, and they were kind of looking towards center field, oh. kind of thinking about it. But oh. uh, then they saw all the guards out there. Yeah. Like, I guess that's not going to happen. No, I, I, I doubt it. Uh, <laughs> it would be a little disrespectful. Plus, it's yeah. the other team's thing. Like, I, I don't know. I wouldn't want to do that. I'd yeah. be in a locker room celebrating with my boys, for yeah. sure. I, I agree with that. Probably not the best move. Yeah. Good and, if they didn't attempt to uh, go out there and thwart security. And, and again, I must ask, can we stop at the ski goggles and the, with the <laughs> champagne celebration? It looks so dumb. I will say, because it was the end of the season, a lot of them had the goggles up, right? Because they're like, look, I get some champagne uh, in my yeah, eyes at okay. this point. Who cares? Okay. I have no more games to play. So, okay. a lot more of them seemed to have them up than over their face. <laughs> but they were given them anyway, and at least had them on their heads. All right, I respect that. Yeah. Thank you, Mike. Did you know traditional bed sheets harbor as much bacteria as a toilet seat? The germs in your sheets can cause acne, allergies, stuffy noses, and other gross ailments. Fears, though, that you can put to bed with Miracle Made bed sheets. Miracle Made uses silver infused fabrics inspired by NASA that are thermoregulating to keep you at a perfect temperature all night. Miracle Made is self cleaning, self cooling, luxurious, eco friendly bedding designed to protect your skin for more restorative rest. My wife and I love them. Now, my listeners can have a clean night's sleep while saving over 40% and sleep cool all summer and warm all winter. The website, trymiracle.com slash Gordon. Claim your free three-piece towel set and save over 40% at checkout. Miracle-made products are backed with a 30-day money-back guarantee. Again, the website, trymiracle.com slash Gordon. Trymiracle.com slash Gordon to save big. You can sleep cool, comfy, and clean. Miracle-made bedding, NASA-inspired for out-of-this-world comfort. Sleep clean with Miracle. Thanks for being with us. Just like that, it's November, a time when end-of-the-year deadlines and personal to-dos coincide with holiday hubbub. So Money.com put together the three best money moves for November. Number one, enroll in your employee benefits. It's officially open enrollment season. The youngest workers may want to pay extra close attention. Three in ten Gen Z respondents to a MetLife survey said they regretted the benefits decisions they made last open enrollment season. Number two, renew or shop for your Affordable Care Act health plan. Millions previously insured through Medicaid have been disenrolled, but those who are eligible again should look to an ACA marketplace plan for coverage. And thanks to rising premiums, you may be eligible for subsidies. And number three, use up the rest of your FSA dollars. Many plans have a policy that's use it or lose it by the end of the year. Eight minutes in front of the hour on this morning. Once again, here's Jennifer Koshenka. And now, the three big things you need to know. Number one. President Biden said there should be a pause in the Israel-Hamas war to provide humanitarian aid to Gazans and get those trapped in the Gaza Strip released. The subtle departure from past statements came during a campaign event in Minnesota when a protester interrupted him calling for a ceasefire. In his comments, Biden also said he convinced Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu and Egypt's president to allow aid into Gaza. The number of trucks entering Gaza continues to increase significantly, but we still have a long way to go. The United States is going to continue to drive humanitarian support innocent people in Gaza who need help, and they do need help. Biden later said he understood the emotion over the war and that it's incredibly complicated for Israelis. Number two. House lawmakers have rejected an effort to expel Republican Congressman George Santos of New York, who made a series of fabrications in running for office and faces federal fraud charges related to his 2022 campaign. Santos welcomed the outcome. I feel like due process is still alive. I feel like there's enough colleagues on both sides of the aisle here who understand that. And I think that 
This isn't a victory for me, and as I just told you, this is a victory for due process. The vote was 179 in favor of expulsion to 213 against, well short of the two-thirds threshold needed to remove a lawmaker from office. Number three. Republican Congressman Ken Buck of Colorado has announced he will not seek re-election next year, saying he was disappointed in his party and disillusioned by political gridlocked in Congress. He released a video on social media. Too many Republican leaders are lying to America, claiming that the 2020 election was stolen, describing January 6th as an unguided tour of the Capitol, and asserting that the ensuing prosecutions are a weaponization of our justice system. Buck's announcement came just hours after another veteran House Republican, 80-year-old Kay Granger of Texas, the powerful chair of the House Appropriations Committee, confirmed she would not seek re-election. We now know which search queries drive the most revenue for Google thanks to an exhibit entered in the ongoing U.S. versus Google antitrust trial. It turns out that iPhone, insurance, and cheap flights queries drive the most revenue for Google, at least for one week in September of 2018. Other search terms that made money for Google include DirecTV and online colleges. Oh, wow. All right. Thank you, Jen. The man fighting cancer in Ohio received a heartwarming surprise from 38 kids in a yellow school bus. USA Today says Tony McHale, a bus driver for Little Miami Schools in southwest Ohio, has been honking the horn on his bus to boost the spirits of his friend Tony Way for more than two years. Mr. Way, who's been battling cancer for five years, listens for that honk each day at 7.10 a.m., since a pacemaker now prevents him from driving, Mr. McHale transitioned to a bus aide, but the new driver continued the honking tradition. The fourth and fifth grade students on the bus wanted in, so Mr. McHale gave them colored paper and markers, and they made get well cards for Mr. Way. In a video posted by the school upon reaching Mr. Way's house, the kids displayed their signs outside the bus window and shouted, Get well, Tony! The local Board of Ed recently recognized them for their selflessness. Mr. Way was also in attendance at the meeting and got a standing ovation. For Jennifer Koshenka and Mike Gavin, I'm Gordon Deal. Thanks for listening to This Morning, America's First News.